Welcome to Making Sense of Parenting. This show is dedicated to helping parents change chaos, confusion, and struggle into calm, clear connections with their kids, all in a way that aligns with their faith. Hey there, I'm your host, Kelly Shoup, helping you navigate the bumpy road of raising kids. Let's dive into today's topic. What if playing with your child is a disaster? Is that even possible? Okay, I have had so much great feedback and comments and questions about how parents can play better with their young kids over the holidays. And so today's episode is going to be more on play and to give you parents three things that I think will really help you in your play with your young kids. Okay, if you are just landing here, if you have just found me, I am Kelly. I am a parenting coach, pediatric occupational therapist, mom of three teenagers, and my absolute favorite thing to do is play. I love to swing. I used to have two swings in my front yard in a um, in the tree that I wanted any kids who walked by to swing on. I my kids were always swinging. I love to swing, and so if you see me at the playground, I, I'm probably on a swing because I love that. I also love to do puzzles. There's so many ways that we play, and I it's a vital part of our life. God says we need play. Our kids need play. They need to have us play with them because it gives us information about who they are, what they like, what their skill level is doing. So as a pediatric occupational therapist and parenting coach, I understand what skills kids have to have, social skills, physical skills, gross motor skills, fine skills fine motor skills, posture, balance. So there's so many different aspects of play that I look at and can analyze and figure out what needs to be changed. What do we need to do different to get a better outcome? So your kids are learning and growing and showing up in the world, how they need to at school, how they need to at Sunday school, how they need to when they play down the street with the neighbor. But where we get all that information is during play, because that is a young child's main job. And parents, when you play with your kids, you get so much information, but you're also giving information. You're giving information to your child about you, what you like, what lights you up, what things are difficult for you. And so this has been the feedback that I've gotten in the past week. Kelly, I'm trying to play with my kids. It is going terribly. I don't know how to do it. I'm bad at this. Can I be bad at this? Why? What? This is play. This is supposed to be easy. Okay, as we grow and mature and develop as human beings, as God designed us, and there's different stages and ages of what we do and how we do it. Play gets more difficult for adults because the time that we are allowed to play is shortened 
because we have responsibilities and we have a job and we have a home to take care of all these different things that are now obligations and responsibilities of being an adult, they squeeze out the amount of time that we can allow for play. So parents, the first thing I want to do is give you permission to be okay if you are in a space of like, wow, this is kind of hard for me. I don't know how to do this. I don't know what to think of to do to play. And hopefully all you parents find time in your day to play in a sport, in a, you know, if you like to knit, if you like to crochet, if you like to sew, some way you are playing that contributes to just yourself. But you need to be modeling that for your kids. I'd love for kids to see parents play a little bit every day in some way, shape or form. But it is different when you have that interaction with your child. It's okay. It's okay for that interaction to be a little, if it's new, if it's different. And again, a lot of parents have said, my parents never played with me. I don't even know what that looks like. So that's okay. It is hard for parents because it is a way that we are being vulnerable and intimate with our children. And sometimes that feels very uncomfortable. I help parents who are most comfortable in staying in that authoritarian, transactional, like I'm the taskmaster. I make sure you're fed. I make sure, you know, that I'm taking you to the doctor and all these things are happening for you. This is where a parent can feel the most comfortable in caring for their child. So sitting on the floor and playing with them feels weird. It feels strange. Like, wait, what? So just know it's okay that you can sit in that uncomfortableness and that that vulnerability and intimacy and openness that play truly requires. That's okay. You can do it. And your kids want to see it. They really do want to connect with their parents on a new level. And Last week on the podcast, I mentioned that play is so critically important because it is the one tool that a child has when they want to connect with you. Yes, they can come hug you and get affection, but it's a very constructive, productive tool for a child to say, oh, I really want to spend time with my mom. I want them to play with me. And this is, again, how God designed a child to be curious and want to know about their parents. Like, huh, I wonder what they think about this or how would they do with that? Or this is so incredibly hard for me to put these three things together. I wonder how my dad's going to do that. So it is connection time. So last week we talked, it's not worthless time. It's not, it's not meaningless. It's not just useless. It is so incredibly good for connecting to your child in a very productive construction way, and they will come seek you out. So if your child comes to seek you out for play, that's fantastic. They are using the one tool in their toolbox besides whining, crying, throwing a fit, and that bad behavior that also is an attempt for a child to connect with their parent, but they're choosing play. That is a much more positive construction, healthier way 
to come connect with you parents. So please, when they come, be ready and be open to, to playing. Okay. Okay. So three things I want to give you today about play to make it easier for you. Number one, moms, we are going to shift out of mindset and we are going to shift into heart set. So I have like four key things that I'm always focused on with parents and with all my sessions with kids. It's heart set, soul set, faith, ask God into it. He is right here. I often say, Jesus, come with, be with me in all of it. In the play with my child, let me have the eyes that Jesus has to see my child right here, right now in this moment. Okay. But for moms, and I see you, you're, you have all these thoughts spinning, like your mind's working on overdrive. Okay, we are going to play, and I'm going to pull out this one game that we got last year for Christmas that we haven't even opened. That way, I'm not wasteful, and this is going to be a good opportunity to see if we like it, and then we can get rid of it. We've got so many presents that are going to come in in the next couple of days. Okay, mom, just drop that agenda. I get you. I've been you but we're going to sink into our heart set. That heart that's in the middle of our chest. We know that as females, this is where we are made to operate from. This is where we connect best. You know, the males are the head of the household. Moms, we are the heart of the home. And this can be very difficult because in the fe- in our world today, females are conditioned that we need to think and act like a man to be equal with a man. And this is not true. We are absolutely equal in value, worth, dignity, just with our beingness. If we did not one single thing, we are equal to a male. But we're very different. So connecting with our kids looks very different And I want you to drop that mindset, drop that agenda of, okay, we're going to play this specific game, or here's another one that comes up all the time. Okay, we are going to play this with my child, because we really need to work on their fine motor skills. So there's kind of agenda, you know, I want to play with my kid, but really, here's what I'm trying to accomplish with that play. So I want you to drop that. And I want the one thing to be play. That is it pure gift, pure recreation, no kind of goal except connection with your child. Okay. So yes, your child might need help with their fine motor skills because their teacher is complaining about their handwriting. We're going to address that another day. I just want you to get that connection time. It's so important. Why is it super important? Because we're getting information about our kids. Our kids are getting information about us. This connection builds trust. Okay, here was another comment that I had come back to me. Okay, the play is not going well because my kid always thinks that I'm trying to trick them or fool them or make them do something they don't want to do. And so when I was asking this mom, I said, why would your child think this? And she hemmed and hawed. And then finally, she said, okay, I get kind of in play mode. 
play voice. I'll turn into a superhero if I'm going to have my child do something that I don't think they want to do. So again, we are modeling what we want our kids to do. And we are sending our kids a message even when our mouth is closed. So our body language, the energy, all of these different things are sending a message to our kids and they are absolutely picking it up. And parents are always like, whoa, wait, I didn't mean to say that. I didn't mean to communicate that. That wasn't the message I wanted to send. And so for this mom, she was sending the message to her kids that they associate play and when mom is in play mode with, uh uh-oh, mom wants something for me. So this can be construed down the road as anytime mom's coming to play with me, she's going to try to manipulate me and try to talk me into something that I don't want to do. I don't want your kids to have that association. I don't want them to associate play and a parent or an authority figure as trying to trick me or get something out of me that I might not want to do. I want your kids to authentically have you play. Again, no agenda, just to learn and connect with them. This is how your kids trust you. This is how they learn. Yeah, this is, I got my mom. She can come and play and be with me fully present in these 15 or 30 minutes. Trust is so incredibly critical with your kids. I want them to trust you now at four or five or six because what they learn about trusting you now, oh my goodness, that transfers for when they are teenagers and 20. And so again, I'm always playing the long game. I will not sacrifice in the short term for the relationship and the skills and the things that need to be in place for when your kids are older. And I know parents, you do not see this, but this is my genius where I'm always focused on what are we doing today that's going to pay dividends down the road because it's way harder to try to relearn it, backtrack it, do it over. We can't do it over. So we have to do it right the first time. I want your kids to trust you in play. This is the funnest way for them to get it with you. And again, just drop that agenda, not trying to manipulate. It's completely okay. So with this mom, I coached her and she was like, nope, still thinks I'm trying to trick him. And I said, you know what? You can say, you know what? You caught me. I absolutely have tried to trick you before. So when I turn into superhero mom, I might be trying to trick you, but today I'm not. And I apologize for those times previously when I did trick you. I didn't handle it well. Moms make mistakes. But let's start again today. And young kids always give the benefit of the doubt. They are dying to forgive you and have you show up and play with them. So let them and then clean slate. Here we go. Okay? Second thing, after we switched from mindset into heart set, is think fun, okay? Enthusiasm, excitement, 
And again, this should be fun. Some kids will say, oh my goodness, my mom is coming down the hall and she's like, time to play. Now, you're going to have to change your tone. This isn't the tone of let's get in the car. This isn't the tone of let's pick up the dirty clothes right outside the bathtub. You're excited about this. You're going to learn about your child. And honestly, I want you to let them lead it. Okay? So think fun. How about fun, full, fully present, 15 minutes? Fun, fully present for 15 minutes. What does that look like? It looks like putting your phone away. It looks like turning the TV off if you are in the family room. Fun, fully present play does not look like you sitting on the floor close to your child watching them play. That is not fully engaged play. That's you watching them play. They're playing, you're watching. That is not play. Parents do this a lot. And again, it goes back to that authenticity and for parents being able to be open, exposed, open to screwing up. I mean, I can't tell you how often, and I play with kids a lot, that I'm like, oh, I have no clue how to get these two manipulative pieces together. Or I have no idea how to get myself out of this spot that I'm in in the game of blockus. But when you tell kids, express this to them, you're being vulnerable and you're modeling that it's okay for them also to be vulnerable in their play. And this is incredibly important when they're with their friends because we're showing them those social skills. It's okay to say, I don't know how to do it. In fact, this is where the little friends usually have compassion. It's okay. Let me show you. And this is exactly what happens when parents, you play with your kids. They have so much grace and forgiveness and acceptance and offer help and compassion and empathy. Okay? Let your child lead. Let your child pick the thing that they want to play with. Okay, I, again, have so much information and education in the area of play that I could drown you in all the technical stuff. There's child-led play, there's parent-led play, there's peer-led play. But today and over this holiday break, I want you to really let your child lead. They're good at this. They're the pros at play. We're not, right? Because we're busy working and doing errands and all the other things that parents do. But this is kids, this is their zone. This is their genius at the moment. They're good at play. So let them lead. Say, let I want to play what you want to play today. It doesn't matter. Fully present, fun, excited, enthusiasm, 15 minutes. And they will bring you something. And usually... I observe a lot of kids who want to bring something that they think would interest their parent. But if they do not, that is okay. I had one parent who said, oh my goodness, three days in a row now, we have played cars. And that looks like lining all these little cars up on the coffee table. 
Why are we doing this over and over and over again? And so this parent is spiraling into what's going on? Is this a deficit? Do I need to Google 37 types of childhood problems that my child could be having because we're working, we're, you know, lining up these cars? No. Remember, we're not in the mindset. We're not in the rabbit hole of spiraling into all the stuff. We're in the heart set, mom, for play, for these fun, fully 15 minutes. So we're not going to stress. But here's why. I want to tell you why. A lot of times kids will do things over and over and over again. First thing is there's an automatic inclination if they're building skills. Sometimes kids, they need something. They don't know it. It's like God has automatically wired it into us that we will gravitate and do things when we are trying to build a particular skill. We need this ability to do this, to build on. And so maybe it's sequencing. Maybe your child's learning up these same three cars, but he lines them up in the same order. So this is how his brain, again, is getting the ability to do this particular skill. And he needs it. And he's just kind of automatically doing it. So just don't second guess it. Just help him line up all the cars. Another reason that kids will do things over and over again, comfort and ease and to reinforce that they can do it. How many times as a parent do you pick up maybe a book that you've read before and you're like, oh, this feels good. I know what's going to happen. It's familiar. It feels safe. It feels comfortable. It feels good. So if your little kids are doing the same thing over and over, that's okay. That is okay. So if in play with them over the last few days in this break, they want to always play the same thing with you, that's okay. Again, once they open the gifts under the Christmas tree, they are going to have new things to play. But if they need that comfort, that safety, that familiarity of stacking the cars along the coffee table, just be there with them in that and support it. Now, when your child is playing, because I've had parents say, I don't know what to say. Like we're playing, I'm sitting there, I'm kind of moving things around, I'm on the floor. I don't know. It seems like dead time. I don't know how to respond. Okay, here's how you can help. Just look at what your child is doing. You're observing lots of things. Oh, they're putting cars up. So it's taking fine motor and also gross motor, fine motor with their fingers to pick up a car, gross motor to lift with their arm, their biceps, their shoulder, their scapula. They're having posture control to keep their body righted and to put the car along the coffee table. So you could say, oh my goodness, you are so great at putting them right there on the edge. The cars don't fall off. I love how you are showing me how to do this. Okay, the other thing is, this is an awesome opportunity in building confidence with your child. Show me. I want to learn how to stack cars like that. So precise, right on the edge. Show me, help me. Okay, this is such incredible confidence building for your kids because they are thinking, oh my goodness, I get to do the teaching today. Do you know how many times 
we tell our kids what to do all day long, if they get to tell you, they are so excited. They're like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. I get to show mom how to line up these cars along the coffee table, or I get to show mom how to play baby with this thing, or I get to show dad how to do this. It is so incredibly confidence building. Does confidence build connection with your child? Yes. When they are feeling good about themselves, what they can show you, the skills that they already have, that is an incredible connection builder with your child. And where does that pay dividends for you? With all the other behavior with your that your child gives you throughout the rest of the day. So sometimes when I tell parents, just play 15 minutes, call me in a week, we're going to reassess. They'll be like, oh my goodness, all these problems went away with my child. They're listening. They're not whining. So many good things can happen with the rest of your day in the behavior with your child, just in that fully present, fun 15 minutes, because you're helping your child grow in self-confidence, in how you see them. They are more assured in who they are because you're in it with them. And so I want you to, besides saying, show me, help me, teach me how to do what you're doing really well, compliment them. And don't say, great job, buddy. I want you to be specific. So young kids are so incredibly smart. They pick up on when we're BSing them. They know when it's kind of an empty compliment. And I can't stand it. Like I want parents to say, oh my goodness, you did an incredible job stacking up those 15 cars. There was room for all of them. Not a single one is falling off the edge of the coffee table. And you did it fast. Like that's incredible. I don't think I can do it that fast. But when we give a compliment that is very specific, a child feels seen, known. This is confidence building. My mom sees me. That feels great. So incredibly important. Why is a play so important at home? I want your kids to associate confidence, self-worth, assuredness, that that happens at home. There's an incredible foundation that your child has that you have built at home through play and how you support and love them that they can carry out into the world. So when they show up at preschool or when they show up at the first soccer practice, and maybe soccer isn't going to be their thing, but they're there and they can't really dribble the ball or they can't kick it very far, that they have inside of them that confidence of, I'm good at play. I'm good at this. I might not be good at kicking that soccer ball, but I know I'm good at lining up those cars along the coffee table. And parents are like, meh, I don't really think that counts. Believe me, it counts. It's these little things that are incredibly different than what a parent would think. But this is what a child is thinking. I get credit for this. I'm good at lining up these cars along this coffee table. 
that makes me feel good about myself. And that's huge in your little child's world. So more of that, please, for your child. Compliments that are specific. And it can be anything. Again, to you, you're going to be thinking, this means nothing. I'm just saying, great job putting the red car and the blue car and the yellow car like you did last time. It does not mean nothing to your child. Okay. Last thing is fail forward. If you are feeling like, I'm not very good at this. This feels awkward to me. I don't really know the verbiage to say. I don't know, really know how to say it in a way that seems super fun. Keep practicing. You will get it. Be okay with the fail part of it. Why? Again, because this is new for you. And if you didn't have parents who modeled that play for you, it really can seem like something foreign to you. And because it's also an intimate, vulnerable, exposed openness that it requires for, you know, authentic interplay and being with your child, it's okay to be thinking, oh, I don't know about this. So again, be okay with that. You have my permission. It's totally normal to feel a little bit out of sorts. And so again, I just encourage you to voice that to your child because you're kind of putting out that energy and your kid is picking up on, huh, mom doesn't seem as confident with play as she does when she's making my dinner or when she's packing my backpack for school. And so I want your kids, when they are picking up on messages, when they are learning things, they're absolutely seeing that correctly. So validate that by saying, yeah, I'm not the best at this. Oh my goodness, the stocking, stacking these building blocks super, super high. I can't hold my hand steady. What is your secret? How do you do it? And let them respond. Okay. Last thing, I want to just encourage you to put out some possibly new for you ways for adults to play. So in my home, I have lots of play around. So holiday times, especially, I have tons of games. I have a bowl, bowl of Tenzi on my coffee table. I have adult coloring books. You can find all kinds of free printable things on the internet that if you have company coming to your house, this is me, I will often throw out some various adult coloring books with pencils and markers, but then I have kid coloring books or I have printable Christmas things around. So anybody at any age can come and take a break and play. And when everybody's coloring, guess what? We're coloring, we're working on fine motor but we're also talking. So it's a social thing. It's a body thing. It's a skill building thing. It's an emotional thing. It's a connection thing. So I'm always looking for ways to have multiple things going on at once for the good of all of us. And so a puzzle, I'm a huge puzzler. If you come to my house at any time, I've got a big puzzle on my dining room table. Okay. This is a fantastic way to connect with your kids. And to just have a puzzle out, you could, you know, do you want to work on the puzzle for five minutes? 
Maybe it's a 100-piece puzzle, something your kids can help with. Maybe it's a 500. Maybe it's of a 30-piece puzzle of a cat that you know that your daughter loves. So this is a way to connect. So I encourage you to just, in a couple different ways over the holidays, have some play, some opportunities for play out throughout your house, and then have it be an invitation and opportunity for adults to join you there besides you, grandma, aunt, uncle, a puzzle, the Wii, all these virtual games. This is a great way for kids and parents to do it. Mario Kart, I'm terrible at that. And I've had kids, you know, my kids say, mom, how can you drive a car, but you cannot drive Mario Kart. I'm like, I don't know. It's insane how many times I can go off the road and off the cliff and but that's fun. That is the connection. So I encourage you today to keep playing. It's okay. If it started out as a disaster, get right back in it. Fun, fully present for 15 minutes. And if you need more help or more assistance, as I've been doing for the last week, helping these parents who don't feel like they're playing well, I'm right here for you. You can find me at kellykshoop.com. My Instagram is at kellykshoop.com. Good luck. Have fun playing. Did you like what you heard in this episode? If you did, please share it with a friend and be sure and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app. Reviews are always appreciated. As a reminder, my show is also on YouTube. In YouTube, search for Kelly K. Shoop. That's K-E-L-L-Y-K-S-H-O-U-P. Be sure to click the subscribe button and hit the bell for all notifications. To learn more about my work, helping families, or to contact me, go to kellykshoop.com. Again, that's kellykshoop.com. Thanks so much 